We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey guys, you're listening to the Fly Racing Swap Moto Podcast. It's uh, it's Sunday, day three of the uh, mini major, the fifth annual mini major at uh, State Fair MX, and uh, I'm joined in uh, in my van by uh, my good buddy Mike Sleater, who is here in a uh, moto dad capacity and also uh, running the uh, Pinnacle Nutrition Group booth. So thanks for. Uh, Thanks for uh, taking time out of the busy day, bud. Uh, it's it's been an amazing event, no problem, Don. Um, I'm day four, I think. I practice day with Mason. <laughs> we set up, and you know we had a busy week with the shootout and, and and all that. So I mean, honestly, if I'm complaining about being at the track with my family, I'm I'm not a very good human. So <laughs> it's it's all good. Yeah, man. It is. It has been a whirlwind of a week for you and I, huh? It's funny how. So many things, we, we're tied in together with so many different capacities. Like we were testing together for the shootout on Tuesday. Um, you know, then we we're at the uh, the Blackmore Ranch doing that other show Tuesday night. And then yep. we're here at the we, Mini Major together. We had a day off on Wednesday. Well, not day off, but we were, we were recapping and posting and... And regrouping for this amazing mini major, man. This, this, it's, and then tomorrow we're at Paris for the yeah, KX250F intro, the all new KX250F intro. So, not complaining, just kind of stating that all the good stuff we have going on and <clears throat> content that you guys are producing at Swap Moto Live has been amazing. So last night at the uh, what was it called, the Stasic Jam Session or something? Yes, yeah, uh, Stasic uh, Shred Session. Shred, shred Session. Okay, so. You know, I heard Dano on the mic, you know, saying all those ridiculous things. But then he was talking to you. And uh, let's let's touch briefly on the race career because, you know, obviously our friendship started when you were uh, still racing professionally. And uh, eighth place at a Supercross is your best finish. Yeah, right? you know, I, I didn't have, like, these crazy re- <clears throat> results that people, you know, may or may not think I had. But I, I do... I never was a, a full-time racer, right? I was a test rider that got to race a lot. You know, you gave me a platform, you know, in two... What was the first year of Transworld? Ooh, Gosh. 2000, 2000 was Transworld's launch year. Yeah. yeah, that was the RM252 stroke. was my first, you know, cameo with Transworld. And, mm-hmm. you know... At Victorville Raceway. I at, remember that. Yep, yep. You and Garth. And, um, you know, I just always... I hustled, and my dad was pretty smart about me not chasing unattainable spending money to go to a race is not prepared so i really concentrated on west coast supercross and west coast outdoors and it was a mom and pop my brother would help me out you know when he after work when he was working for my dad's construction company so my racing career was kind of i wouldn't say i was a supercross guy but my best results were in supercross mm-hmm. i did i went 14 14 at Glen helen one year um out on the lights bike and that's 05 but i didn't chase a lot of um per se like big races and and nothing against ktm but when i was racing as a pro those bikes weren't as good as other guys but as better bikes than i could ever <laughs> have as a privateer right wait, wait were you racing non-linkage bikes 
The whole, yeah, my whole career. <laughs> I never my 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 entire pro career with KTM. I never got to race a linkage KTM. Um, I essentially retired from pro racing in 2010 mm-hmm. at Paula. It was the first year they did that race, and as the last year, I rode a um like really was racing and testing. And then 11, they launched the the new chassis mm-hmm. and then with the linkage, and that's when I started doing like one event a year or whatnot and racing more swap moto live type races but um <clears throat> yeah i had some i had some really good results i a lot of good starts i led a lot of laps but i think what was really cool with ktm is they gave me a platform with a test track and capability of testing parts that i can honestly say i have no regrets because i i can't say well what if what if mm-hmm. i would have had a test track or what if i had a better motor ryan raglan you know the founder of stasic had these really trick parts on my pds bike that mm-hmm. i can say it wasn't the bike right mm-hmm. per se but i i just kind of ran out of talent which is i'm totally like i i look back and I go man i did really good like mm-hmm. kind of looking mm-hmm. back i did better than i ever really thought i could do because i was such an enthusiast and fan of the sport i think looking back i was too involved about the process i loved the process of building my bikes and i mm-hmm. loved the process of appeasing magazines and doing things that i wasn't centrally focused on just racing um i wasn't distract my distractions were all always to better me as a platform mm-hmm. so that I, that's kind of a long short wind version <laughs> of that hey okay so you know you spent many years as a ktm r&d rider um ktm and now husky but i mean they do things different different in many ways is good because like like for instance they're still developing two strokes that's awesome right look how badass the modern ktm two strokes are but when i say different it seems sometimes like they do things different just to do it differently like the no linkage suspension you know like the uh like that crazy gas cap that they had for a while. The push down gas cap, you yeah. know. I, I, yeah, they did. They did a lot of stuff that I had to really, like, shake my head and bite my lip back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I was like a year and a half to two years ahead of like what you would see. So mm-hmm. like when you, when the magazines or the media would complain or the consumers would complain, I'd be like, yeah, we're fixing that. I kind of look take it as a architect. Yeah. In a framer in the construction world, the mm-hmm. architect can draw all these things Mm -hmm. but is it really capable of working on with wood yeah or metal well sometimes yes sometimes no Mm -hmm. and i think they've cleaned that up finally like that they'd have a guy locked in a room designing cool stuff and making it look cool and functionally working on cab but then the r&d group would get him like that doesn't work for us Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i think they've really figured out a way to take a, a good architectural design, mechanical design, and then implement it into R&D. I mean, they, they're so aggressive with R&D. They, they're they rapid prototyping plastic and, and, and riding it really quick and making sure, and you know, they just, they listen to the racing organization to develop bikes globally. So they do do things different, that's for sure. And, and um, I would say they're, they, uh, they sometimes get in their own way, but mm-hmm. at, the, at the same time, they are pushing the industry, which I think is really good. Yeah. I mean, they obviously look at the market share now, KTM rules, but it's just funny. There's some things that are just so different. Like the wood, wood screws. <laughs> Are the wood screws holding the air box on or the side yep. panel on yep. or, or the shrouds? Or I mean, the shock bolt used to fall out of the top shock bolt on the PDS. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of things. I think because the, they're, they're so aggressive, so such a small group. Yeah. 
But I mean, it seems like that. Like, doesn't it? Like, hey, that's how all the Japanese guys manufacturers do it. Let's do it different. Like even the the the, the head stay on the on the steer tube, right? The, a nut. Yeah. Instead of being a nut, it's like a bolt that goes. Yes. In. Yes. It gets a bolt and then a lock nut. You know, yeah. and then. They're gonna get, they do some stuff different, like billet clamps that no one else is doing, and they do mm-hmm. a turned hub that no, they're do, some people are doing cast. Yeah. Um, you know, I know you loved the thirteen the, mil, the thirteen <laughs> mil, and the, the, the what torques. was it? What what muff the four fifty muffler that you were? Oh no, yeah, you had to take, take the, the shock off, shock off to get the muffler off. And then, uh, that goes back to that design, I think, where it all works on assembly, like from the production standpoint, how they put the motor in mm-hmm. and drop it in, but they don't think about the consumer. Sometimes in those where Yamaha would have it a mid pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I mean, looking at where KTM is now, it's it's astonishing, isn't it? Do you think back to where it was? Like I think what was it, like two thousand two, Scott Harden was running the media Rod, department. Rod, Rod Bush, the president. Remember, Harden forgot about our one twenty five shootout yeah. and didn't show up, and just by chance. Uh, Somebody from KTM had a bike over I, on it. I think Raglan might have been. Yeah, and they like loaded to us. Yeah. It, like all day it was leaning against a trash can and we had to set the sag ourselves and everything. Yeah, I mean, in 05, 06, if I saw someone at a local track in California, which is the most popular tracks I'd say in the country weekly, I pretty much knew where they got the bike, how much they paid for it. Yeah, if you saw someone on a KTM, they were fast because they were fast enough to be sponsored and to get a free KTM. Yep. Right? You didn't have people just like you know, buying the bike because it was quality, is there's an angle to it always, right? It's either media, a factory rider, yeah. or, a, or an off-road racer that, you know, really benefited from the brand. But now it's turned into the Harley of motocross where you get your KTM, you get your KTM sticker, yeah. you put it on your car, you get a KTM keychain, <laughs> and you are so proud to be part of the brand. And, and I think, you know, kudos to them for staying, you know, true to that ready-to-race model and elevating the sport. Um I did talk to me and Nicole Way. We were with the boys behind the um, starting gate, and we were talking, and, you know, Vincent's on another level. It's so cool to see what they're mm-hmm. doing with him. He's on a Husqvarna TC85. And I'm like, it's crazy that KTM and the KTM group has elevated the 85 to where I think it's like $7,000 to work, to buy one or something out the door. And, and that sounds astonishing, and, and I, I almost hate it that it's that much money to get into the market. But if you're not on a Husqvarna or KTM 85, you're you're not competing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think it's too much money, right? I think it's too much money for our sport. But then I'm slapped to reality. There's none in stock. Yeah. So the market bears the price. And if the market thinks it's okay for that price of bike, they're going to buy it. Well, yeah. obviously, the, the Kawasaki's worth, you know, pay, you pay $3,500. Parents would pay double the value to get double the performance, and I guess the the market's shown that they want value. They they want the 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 bougie good running product. They they want to compete. So mm-hmm. that, that's my take on the mini bike side of things. Yeah. Okay. So we've covered the racer side. Touched on the test rider side. Let's talk of the mini dad side now, of of your life. Were you always like, dude, my kids are gonna race, or were you the of the thought my kids are not going to race because moto's dangerous think about all the times you've been hurt what, what was your stance i was now? definitely 
um, right in the middle. I would de- never. I never said never race. I, I said if my son wants to race, I yeah. will support. Whatever my boys want to do, yeah. I will support him. I don't want to be a hypocrite to a sport that has done so much for my family. I met my wife because of motocross. <clears throat> you know, she grew up doing this, and that's one thing that's hard. Is she? She grew up as a little track snack at the track since she was young, right? <laughs> so she's now back at the track with her boys and. And I was never a guy that would say I would never take my kid riding and, and do this because the relationships I have and the people I got to meet and the person Yeah, the I, best best friends in your life you met on two wheels, right? 100%. And I, I think it's a very – being here at the mini major and seeing the camaraderie, my kids playing with, you know, the zings and the ways and the, all the other kids running around and sharing the joy of riding and the highs and lows. I mean, it's not always going to be high. It's not, he might have a lot of lows, but he's mm-hmm. learning and having a f- great time. And, you know, there's 64 kids in his class, two divisions, <laughs> and, yeah. and he's, he's, he's learning every lap. He doesn't race a lot, and he didn't really want to race this race. And I said, come ride practice, and if you're having fun, we'll race. Mm-hmm. And he's a great rider, but he doesn't race a lot. And I think, unfortunately, and, you know, he's, he's found a little bug that an outlet, you know, that is providing him a lot of uh, satisfaction and confidence. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, how old is Mason? Mason's nine. Nine, and Noah's how old? Seven. Nine and seven. A- as is the case with most siblings, like my two daughters are radically different from each other, right? It seems like your boys are much different from each other because Mason likes to moto, and I think Noah has not even raced, has he? Never raced. He doesn't really ride moto that much anymore. He doesn't even have a bike. Okay, so... Why do you think it is that your youngest doesn't like it? Um, he's his own person. Mason likes to appease, you know, mom and dad, and likes the likes the thought of a lot of. He's more just like kind of like the X Games life kind of kid, right? He loves <laughs> watching action sports. So he his goals and aspirations to have this, you know, sprinter that we're sitting in. He loves that kind of stuff. Where Noah likes, he's very self. He doesn't need attaboys. He likes to. Uh, do his own thing on the beat of his own drum. He likes dancing, hip hop, skating, mm-hmm. and as a parent, it is tough to balance all that because he's been stuck in the dirt, you know, for four yeah. days, not getting to do what he wants to do. Yeah. So next week we gotta um, make sure we give him time and give him, you know, his opportunity. And it's just, it's it's a lot, but I think it's it's very important to make sure that he gets supported with what he wants to do because. This is something I love, and and I'm. It's easy to me to go racing, and it's 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 yeah. it's very second nature. Going to hip hop class, dance, and going to go to the skate park, and that's not my, you know, cup of tea. But I feel it's it's very imperative for me as yeah. a dad to give. It, isn't it funny how you you know nothing about something, but because your kids like it, you learn everything about it, right? Hundred percent. Because like you know, I have two da- I have two daughters. When they're younger, they they rode a JR50 and a PW80 for a little while, right? And I was like, dude, I don't I don't know about this, you know. I'm like, and then they ran over each other one day, and that was it, done, right? Good. So then they were in soccer, and then they were in club soccer, and they got gnarly. And dude, when I started, I didn't even know how many points a goal was worth or like why sometimes it's a corner kick and sometimes it's a throw in. Right. Dude, by the end of it, I was the Tony Alessi of girls soccer, right? Yeah. And it was awesome. It was fun to do something totally different than motocross for me. 
something I knew nothing about. It was fun to do with my daughters, you know. And and I think uh, hearing you say that, what you know. With the girls going through that and the ACL injuries and yeah, you know yeah, I was thinking motocross is so dangerous, and then Megan's had three knee surgeries because of soccer. But what I can my, watching you go through that and we us talking about it years ago is they were self driven. Yeah, like they were driven to for their own personal goals. You know, they they had different goals than other girls on a team, and that's Mason. Mason loves the process mm-hmm. and his goals to have fun. Um, and 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 do what he does and Noah's Noah needs my youngest needs no affirmation his goal is to look cool like he just wants to have swagger and look cool and <laughs> and, and make Sleater bros vlogs you know so yeah. it, it, it's it's hard right like I, I as a parent you know I, you got to really have realistic realistic expectations of what you put in anything I look at these kids that spend you know Tuesday Wednesday Thursday night at the track yeah. well I can't do that right now with work and and whatnot so I don't, I, I, but I don't think Mason would want to do that. No, he doesn't want to do that. He does other things too. He does yeah. other things, and and as a parent, when I take him to a race, I have to understand that I haven't put, he hasn't put the commitment, and I haven't put the sacrifice in to expect a top three result because mm-hmm. we only do it on a part time level. Mm-hmm. So I think as a parent, it's really important, you know, with your girls. Did they fly around the world going to certain training camps, doing certain things that maybe other girls did? Maybe so. If they didn't. You can't expect them to have that next level commitment, but is mm-hmm. it worth it? That's a gamble, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a gamble. Total gamble. I mean, for me, you know, we did all the extra private training for mm-hmm. Meg and all that, and the the camps and everything, and then blew out her knee. Oh well, no scholarship because she's hurt during the critical year of her career, and then comes back and is playing for fun. Coach calls. Oh, sick! She could still get a scholarship. Blows out the other knee. You know, I mean, it's just, but you know what? I wouldn't trade anything. It's, it's, it was 12 years of just amazing memories with my kid, you know? And now we're doing other things. Now Megan wants to learn how to ride again. So Yeah, she been, was at Elsinore riding. <laughs> I was, she was here at State Fair with us a week ago. Yeah. I mean, she's already hassling me. Like, what are you doing Monday, Dad? Are you going to work? No, I got to go to a, a Kawasaki test. Can I ride? <laughs> like, no, you can't ride the new 250F. <laughs> well, can I bring that bike and ride the mini track? No, because it's not a Kawasaki. Bike. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's um, it's definitely. You know, I, I was talking to a parent that came over to the P&G booth, and you know, they don't. A lot of people in this crowd, like, I'm just a dad. I take myself as just a dad, not as a you know swap moto test rider or a former KTM factory test rider racer. I just like to connect with people, and we're talking about realistic ex- realistic expectations and how to be better on the track. And he's like, man, who is this guy telling me all this? And, you know, one thing that resonated was parents at the track don't, they don't know how to teach their kids the right way, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's hard to find a good quality trainer out there. But I, I think realistically is my m- biggest advice to a parent going racing is ex- set realis- realistic expectation of the bike they have, the time you're putting in and, and the volume of effort, because if you're only putting in a part-time work for your kid, you expect a part-time result and, mm-hmm. and, and don't expect them to win. You know, there's some kids that can do that, but most don't. Yeah. You know, so with today's day three of the mini major of racing, and <clears throat> I'm really pleased to say I haven't seen any psycho mini parents yelling at their kids or doing anything bad, you know? I mean, I've seen parents getting a little aggro, but like, like I've been shooting photos of that straightaway where parents cheer for their kids, 
And I'm going to make a photo gallery and just call it like faces on the sidelines or whatever. Because it's hilarious how aggro the parents are cheering and stuff and the hand signals. And the ones I love the most are where the dad's just smiling, giving a thumbs up when the kid's going by. Yeah. Because that's what it's about to me. Honestly, like, I'm not, we're not saying this because, you know, you, this is the Swap Moto Live uh, mini major. This, this, this is, I talked to my dad this morning. We were catching up. He's asking how Mason was doing. And he's like, oh, yeah, you, you know, there's those crazy parents that, you know, that go aggro. Well, Dad, I haven't seen one. Like, yeah. And, and I don't know if it's the dynamic of where we go from the starting line as a parent. You have a cooling off period to get to, like, a, <laughs> a pit board area. But, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure. Maybe this COVID's in a reset of people that really appreciate that to do things. I have no idea. But it, it's been such a pleasure to see these real, like, it's a low pressure, but it's a mega event we have over a thousand entries here 1100 something of under 15 yeah that's that's under 15 years age and under 1100 entries and if this isn't dude like mason's race yesterday there's qualifiers for that race right Correct. yeah there was 38 kids in the main event on the gate and i'm just looking at it going good lord they're so they're so lucky they really are lucky i mean they're so lucky to have this 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 sport to build camaraderie i mean uh, there's parents sharing starting blocks i'm really proud of the industry right now and and the consumers it's it's the you know the vendors the vendor alley is packed with people i see a lot of new faces that's a really important thing mm-hmm. it, this has been a lot of fun i'm you know i'm tired as at the stasic event till 10 o'clock and up at you know 4:35, and we're out here but i honestly i'm having a great time hey let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors leader be right back Hey guys, this is Justin Cooper of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. BC Fit Meals has been a huge tool in my success in keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best possible way I can. All of their meals are delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of eating right. Visit their site at bcfitmeals.com and sign yourself up today. What's up, this is Justin Barsha of the Monster Energy Yamaha team and I trust the Rye Helmet. I know that every helmet is handcrafted in Japan and that the people who work at Arai are obsessed with building the best helmet they can possibly can. Staying safe is a priority for me and this is why I choose Arai Helmets. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So. Head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. 
Worst Connection has been building a best aluminum parts in motocross for the last 30 years. From the awesome ProLaunch start device and their original adjustable clutch perch assemblies, I am proud to use it on my Motoconcept Honda. Check them out at WorksConnection.com. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey everyone, Don Moyetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next cleaning air filters or changing oil, tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey, what's up guys? This is Connor Erickson, but you probably know me best as Buttery Films. Temecula T-shirt printers handles all of my merch needs and also services many other big players in motocross. Whether you're starting a brand or just want some team t-shirts printed, there's no one that does better work or has a service as good as these guys. Check them out online at TemeculaTshirtPrinters.com. Hey, welcome back to the Swap Moto Podcast presented by Fly Racing. Joined in the uh, SML Sprinter van at the Mini Major by uh, my buddy Mike Sleater. So, um, okay, you're also here with uh, Pinnacle Nutrition Group PNG booth. Right? Yeah, yeah. So um, this is a, a exciting new venture for you because I remember at one point when you first left KTM, you were going to move to Australia, and then the opportunity to become a part of this new uh, nutritional brand came up, and uh, I mean, I was certainly glad to see it happen because then you stayed. Yeah, it was um, you know leaving KTM after 15 years. I mean, I didn't realize how much of an identity it was for me, um, and I left. And I mean, we left on great terms, but. I told the wife, let's move to Oz. And we, the visa took a lot longer in the interim time. I was given the opportunity to be a partner in the Pinnacle Nutrition Group, um, also known as P&G. And it's been an amazing learning curve and, and experience with, you know, uh, Chad Tempo, Joe Abbott. And uh, it, it's been crazy. And I, I've been learning so much and taking a passion of mine with being healthy and building a brand that, kids can stand behind and use and my friends can use it and it actually you know the product works and it's kind of it's it's really astonishing and it makes, makes me very proud you know sarah and i sarah's doing in, you know internal sales business development i'm outside sales and and marketing and we're very small just gassing it so it's it's been fun um you know, we, we just launched in Australia. We have a, you know, as we're importing through MX store and a lot of things are happening and I couldn't be more proud of our small, small little team. So, uh, okay. So, you know, you're my buddy, you launched this brand. 
you give me some supplements to try or whatever and I'm like, yeah, 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 it's cool, it's good. I, you guys have recently launched Hydration 2.0. Yeah. And I love it, dude. Like, okay, so like the first first stuff, I liked it. You know, I, I used it, but on, to be totally honest, and I'm sorry, but like I was like, oh, it tastes good. You know, tastes good. I'm not sure what it does or how, how well it works or whatnot, but it's like, it's like Kool-Aid that's not bad for you, right? It, it was, it was, you're right. It was, a, it was a B minus. But the new stuff is a freaking home run. Um, it, it's funny. Like I can really tell the difference between when I drink water and when I drink hydration 2.0 and I've become so conscious of my body being hydrated and stuff and like like i was even telling you the other day it's like dude first thing i do before i even get out of bed is i chug a bottle of water that i have on my dead nightstand mm-hmm. because i haven't drank anything all night so i'm so i'm uh i'm dehydrated and so i need to hydrate myself because like i don't know if it's a thing for everybody but if i'm dehydrated i get a headache yeah and so there's a lot of negativity negativity being dehydrated and a lot of people live their life just constantly dehydrated. Like yeah. your coffee dehydrates you. The food you eat can absorb electrolytes. And I'm I'm like I said, I've learned that when I was testing a lot, mm-hmm. I was just constantly drinking fluids. So I mm-hmm. never really had a problem. But once I started being more of a death jockey, yeah. I'd have a coffee and another coffee and then sit. And you dehydrate. And Coffee it, dehydrates. It's a liquid, but it's drying you out. And then I would go try to perform on my moto with you or on my bicycle, and then I would really struggle because mm-hmm. I didn't have those electrolytes in me. Yeah. So I guess the average person probably thinks, well, how, how does water get made better by adding, you know, some flavor to it? But it, it really is. Yeah, right? so we have a, a very balanced formulation. We really we really hang our hat on that as, you know, very... Uh, very low sodium. It's it's four grams of sugar and twenty calories in in the in the sachet or the scoop between depending if you're using the tub or the stick pack on the go. Um, and you know we've actually talked with Alden Baker, other trainers, John Wessling, and and you know a lot of triathletes and cycling. We're very diverse. We're taking a brand and not trying to be just one, which is a very tough thing. Not we're not just moto. We're moto, mountain bike, triathlon. We're we're a very diverse group. So having a balanced formulation, everyone's body's different, obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see like Zach Osborne, who uses our hydration, go out and just stomp everyone yesterday, mm-hmm. it, it's a proof that the elitist of athletes is using our product and is having performance. And then we have eight-year-old boys out here that are using the product daily because it tastes good. Yeah, it's not that it. Yes, the formulation is great, it's, but it's very simple. We didn't overthink it. There's no additives. It's nutrition, not a supplement. So it's been really fun providing a really, really premium product. We mm-hmm. kind of are really proud to have a premium product. And then launching the immunity just Friday, based just on that, I gave Chase, you know, Curtis some because mm-hmm. he's out here in the sun grinding. And I took some this morning. It's our multivitamin hydration. Once again, very premium balanced formulation. So... I'm really happy that it's it's being perceived so well by our, you know the community in Moto. There's a little more education involved with some of the families, but they're very eager to learn and they're saying, "Hey, this our our neighbor pitted next to us is drinking this. Can we buy some?" And it's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, here you go." So it's been cool. You know what I was psyched to see and and totally shocked because I I didn't know about it, but like you got Zach Osborne and Chase Curtis or Chase Sexton Sexton using it. Wow, yep. confusing my video guy yeah. with the factory Honda <laughs> rider, but Chase Sexton, 
I mean, those are like high-level dudes that get paid to endorse stuff, yep. yet they want to use your product because it's good. Um, yeah, uh, Cooper Webb. He's Cooper's using it. He purchases the product. Um, and these guys like, and I hate dropping their names, but um, I, I mean, because they 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 just want to use quality product. Mm-hmm. Um, Max Anstey uses our product. Um, a lot of these top guys know what they need, and they've done their research. And you know, we're all Inform Sport certified. Our laboratories are extremely clean. Um, and we just we want to support people. We don't want to like drop. We don't we don't expect shameless posts. Kenny Roxon did a really cool post for us the other day. Kenny's using the product, and with his immune problems, he's you know yeah. he finds value in the clean product. So it's been fun, man. The the moto industry's really supported us, and I, I will continue to support those that support me, and and, yeah. and not really want anything more than to have have uh, good results. Yeah, I mean, dude. The stuff is so good, and it makes me feel so good. I mean, <laughs> you get mad at me, but I go on your website and I buy it. Yeah, I use yeah. Dahmer's code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dahmer's like one of our key ambassadors, and that's one of the things is like Dahmer. You know, we we all make fun of the program, the ice cream, but he's even he doesn't. He's like I used to buy my wife would buy Gatorade. We don't buy Gatorade anymore. We buy I buy P and G, and I love it, and it helps me. And it's our our brand is about real people. Mm-hmm. that want real nutrition and we just really um stand behind the fact that we're just like you you know mm-hmm. it's we're not different we're just like the guy you know the kid number 26 from his little tld 65 across from us yeah they're drinking the product and they're using it and they want the same results that ken roxon and zach osborne does yeah you know it's funny as we're sitting here and there's this vendor booth across from us and they've got little samples of another hydration drink right there mm-hmm. that stuff uh, to me, the perception it has more sugar in it than Kool-Aid. It's funny that there's, there's other products out there that are hydration products, but they're not as easy on you as yours. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, like the brand that we're looking at has BCAAs in it. They have glutamine. They have a bunch of supplemental um, components to it, where we are just electrolyte-based mix for our electrolytes. Um, you it's, that's not safe for kids. Kids, you don't want to have to monitor your children or even adults that don't understand. You don't want to monitor your your hydration or how many BCAs you're taking and and how much glutamine you're using and you know how much sugar content. Ours, our hydration, you can drink as much as you want with the balanced formulation. Not to monitor it. Mm-hmm. I think little Bobby Zing drank probably 48 ounces of hi- <laughs> hydration. They're just filling it up, <laughs> having fun with the kids. But that I don't want to. If you're not informed and you're not you know, a specialist, which most of us aren't, you want something that's stupid simple. And yeah. that's, I think we've done a pretty good job of making a premium product that you don't need a bunch of education to have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, I don't want, I don't want people listening to this to think that, oh, this is just like some big commercial, but I mean, dude, it really is. It's something I love. And last, last point I want to touch on is like, obviously my favorite thing in the world to do besides ride a dirt bike is ride my mountain bike. Yep. Okay. So, I can put PNG in my bottle and, you know, the thing gets hot, you know, because you're riding and you're in the sun and, you yep. know, no matter how much ice you put in it, eventually it gets hot. Yep. This new hydration 2.0 still tastes very delicious when it's lukewarm or warm. Yeah. And we do have our polar bottles that postpones that, that, that warming effect, right? Yeah. But, um. No, but I mean, that that's a big thing. Most supplements taste like dog shit when they're not cold. Because they have the filler and they have um, not all natural ingredients. And I think with our balanced formulation, going back to that, and our all natural ingredients, it's stable. It's a stable ingredient. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that you do know, being all natural, there is some negatives, though. 
our our natural sugar is a cane sugar, and when it gets extremely high, oh, and you keep sun- it in your car like I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you put your your hydration on the dash, and it's 110, 120, our natural cane sugar will melt, and you have to break up the powder. Well, it still tastes good. It and tastes works. good and works. But I just want to, you know, I'm yeah. very, being very transparent. Is if something's lasting through 130 degree heat, it's probably not that good for you. Yeah. You know, so w- there is, you know, it's like the McDonald's cheeseburger you can put on your counter and it'll look the same exactly a year later. You know, right? so yeah. yeah, we're we're very proud of it. You know, our team works extremely hard, like you, you know, a lot of businesses do. But I think um. This 2.0 hydration has really made us a, a, a lot of traction and the immunity following it. And then our protein is going to be launching here in, in about five or six weeks. So mm-hmm. just kind of filling out the line and, and taking it taking it slow so we do it right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you think? Dahmer's got a code. Can we have a swap? Model? Yeah, after this podcast, I'm going to get on Shopify. It'll be like SML20. SML20. Okay, so if you're listening, you want to try this. And I guarantee you'll like it. Enter SML20 in the in the uh, code box yep, on promo checkout. Code. Yep. And, you can and, go uh, to pnglivingcom or the Pinnacle Nutrition Group.com. And yeah, check out. Use SML20. Support, you know, SML and, and uh, PNG. We appreciate it. We'll throw in some stickers and and yeah, get, get you guys. And we are on Hook It now, accepting applications for the 2021 season for um, all athletes. So it's, it's been it's been a whirlwind, but we are we are not lifting, that's for sure. Cool. All right. Well, best of luck with all that, dude. I appreciate it. So let's shift back a couple of days. Let's talk about testing. You know, media motocross testing, it's so funny because I get hit up on DMs or in person or, or emails. Yo, dude, I want to test for you. Or if you ever need a tester, I'm totally available. And you don't have to pay me. That's the catch when people say that. It's like, no, we don't t- pay our test writers. Test writing is kind of kind of a privilege and, it, and it's like i don't just recruit any old joe to test i like have to know their experience they know what they're doing um i mean if like if you crash if a guy crashes out wrecks the bike or hurts himself it completely ruins it's about a five thousand dollar day for for the oem and even you guys to ruin the production and, and the test day it's a lot of lot of lot of uh um you know What's the word I'm, I'm trying to blank? It's a lot of responsibility and, and, and pressure to perform mm-hmm. on the day. So another thing is I think, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's like I always hate when I hear, oh, dude, I could smoke that guy. You should use me for testing. Speed doesn't necessarily matter. It, it, it's awareness of what the bike is doing. It's uh, ability to dissect a situation or a problem and, and, and think about the remedy for it, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't. You, the fastest guy is not usually the best test rider. Mm-hmm. That's that's clear. Ryan Dungey's made that clear. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Alex Martin's made that clear this year that he was a terrible test rider. Um, but they're phenomenal racers. And Cooper, I was Cooper Webb's uh, notoriously bad test rider. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's why Ryan Morris works uh, part of his job at KTM Red Bull, and Travis Preston's now helping out Yamaha, and yada yada. yada. You hear all these these guys reaching to experienced people. Um. That's where I think KTM was, was part of Kurt Nickel, who's like, I need a guy that can do all the jumps, hit the whoops, go fast enough to make the bike work, but give us some quality feedback. And you, you are kind of like, you know, you're paying a guy 250 500 grand. You don't want them to crash trying something and expecting it to work a certain way. So test writing comes with a lot of responsibility into 
have the foresight to understand what you're doing. You're thinking about ju- not just the track, but the bike. Mm-hmm. You got to hit the same marks every lap because you can't go inside one time, outside one time. You got to make sure you do the same thing over and over and over and mm-hmm. have a, and not get excited when the guy rubs his hand on the shot. You know, that's the biggest thing. It's not always going to be better when they change the part. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because when we, <laughs> you know, through the years at Transworld, I have a new employee or something. Hey, do it. Do I get to do the test now? So I always take them out to the track and ask them what they think of the bike. Or, and I would always pull the fake adjustment on them. Oh. And, and if they fell for it, I'm like, how's this? And I didn't really do anything. Oh, it's so much better. It's like, dude, you're a cook. Yeah. It, right. it, and that was one thing that Ryan Raglan taught me was like, if, don't send me down a rabbit hole. If you can't tell a difference, just say, I can't tell a difference. Yeah. You know, and there'd be days where I would just scratch my head at Glen Helen spending all day. Like, it's not good. It's not good. Not every day is going to be better. Yeah. Right. So I think that's one of the things that we, um, you know, test riders, they getting in, you know, getting too involved with the process, you know, like my racing, I was involved with the process in the show and, and the, the, the story of it where the testing, I really love the, the process. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny is I read some of the, uh, like the YouTube comments on our shootout that we just okay. finished. Right. Yep. And it's like, it's the ignorance. It just blows me away. Like sometimes this ain't a shootout without, without the Suzuki or this ain't, you know, like, yeah, okay. We didn't have the Suzuki, but Suzuki's not out. Suzuki's completely unchanged. Do you think yep. it's going to do better than last year? No. Or, or, the, or the gas gas. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, kudos to KTM for giving more rides and more jobs, but it's the same thing as, it's essentially the same, it's a slightly different package. Yeah, it's and if anything, it's going to be a, a package that doesn't perform as well. Yeah, it's more of a KTM. price point, right? Yeah. But, uh, but the, you know, the guys that are just like, oh, I could beat that guy. I should be this or that. But the, the one thing I think that differentiates our shootout from any of the others and it's like i make this very clear at the end of the videos i say hey our shootout at sml is a collection of opinions from a set of test riders that we consistently use it's not the end-all be-all judgment like you know the orange helmets to make right it's like this is what we think you know we've chosen different riders of different skill levels heights weights ages so you could find one that you can relate to and listen to their opinion specifically, and maybe that's the right thing for you. But I said at the end of it, I go, hey, if you're in the market for a new bike, you know, listen to our feedback for sure, but do your own research. Talk to people, do test rides, you know, and uh, make an informed decision there. Don't just buy a bike because it's cool looking. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, on that point, last year, I, you know, as my first shootout I got to do since, you know, forever um, because I had no... I wasn't affiliation with anyone. I, I w- didn't. I'm not testing for Yamaha or Honda. I'm, I'm just an SML test rider, and that's it. So, I buy my Yamahas, and that's because I want to support Simi Valley Cycles. Anyhow, when I saw Buttery Films show up to the shootout on last year, mm-hmm. I shook my head inside. I'm like, oh, is this guy for real? Like, I didn't know him. I didn't know Connor yeah. at all. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, is this is this really happening? Like, this kid's a knucklehead. And I want to tell you, any of you haters out there that are hating on Connor or AKA Butterly Films, you need to check yourself because he is a true blown enthusiast. His angle's not my angle as a four-year-old dad of two married, right? But he loves motocross. Mm-hmm. He loves it different than I do. And he was so nervous. He's probably more nervous th- with doing the shootout than he would be drink drinking in public at Moonlight Beach with his friends, right? <laughs> because he respects the industry. And I just, 
I think having a person that's not the typical person, kudos to your team for taking that risk because he's a, I think he's a big value. He's non-subjective. He just wants to, to share his story, and mm-hmm. his story is different than everyone's, and no one's doing that. Everyone's in a square box, and, you know, our group's really, really dynamic, and, you know, we all have our different opinions, and it's on that day. But all I want to say, we do get some, oh, how can you make a shootout in one day? Come on, guys. We've, you think we, we haven't been riding? We, we've been riding these bikes, yeah. right? We have a base. We've been on the 19s. We've done the 20s. We have a base of where these bikes are. I have a Yamaha in my garage. I ride Don's <clears throat> 450 Cowie. We know what's going on. We have a finger on the pulse. We don't show up green. So, you know, it's it, it's it's a lot of work to, to do a shootout. Um, I think the 805 uh, happy hour was perceived very well. I mm-hmm. think that was something that needs to continue with even one-off bikes. It's a very nonchalant way to kind of take the gloves off and have complete transparency. Yeah, that was a good time. Man, it's uh, it's funny, dude. I can remember the first time I met you was at Lake Elsinore. You are on your NCY, YZ125, and you oh, rolled yeah. up. I think you already knew Garth. And you came up, and you are just talking, and you are like, yeah, if you ever need a test ride, that, that same the line, same I was line. here, right? But uh, uh, it's funny that I could remember that day crystal clear with as many things as I've forgotten in my <laughs> life and the concussions I've had and everything. But it's pretty rad to think about the journey we've been on yes. together over the last 20-some years. Yeah, it's been, Don, it's been a pleasure, you know. I mean, you've mentored me in a lot of ways and Garth as well. Like, hey, this is what you got to do. Don's going to give you a shot. You know, he's my boss and don't make me look bad. And <laughs> Um, I, I was, you know, little tips that you gave me that I resonate on is when we were, when Beaumont started popping off in like the early, you know, 2000s and we're doing big stuff. You're like, do not show up to the track without numbers. I cannot use a photo of you if you don't have your numbers (laughs) because it's little things that I just resonated like from like be better and promote myself better as a rider and be prepared. And like, you're like, ah, just, you need to race more these local races, be the best, you know, just taking that in, you know, everyone has some good mentors in life and really lean on them. Try not to think you know it all and i think you you know you and your team has really guided me in this industry to be the best i could be i have i mean like i said i have no regrets and what my career was because if i didn't do it on my own i wouldn't be able to build a business on my own Mm -hmm. cool man well hey thanks for uh taking part of your day at mini major day three to uh to chat with me it's always a pleasure catching it, up it is don thanks i mean it's cool seeing your girls out here selling the swap model live merch you know <laughs> we're we're in the we got some merch ourselves we hopefully one of, one of those new bell helmets and i'm gonna go and ch- loop, loop some chains and and get my starting blocks ready for mason and and just hopefully we get out of here safe and sound and smiles on our face awesome hey guys thanks for uh listening and then again if you want to check out the png uh product uh sml 20 at checkout yeah check out thanks for listening we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the fly racing formula helmet designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real world impact scenarios globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.